0: In today's episode, you'll hear how a family fun day out turned out to be one of the worst days of my life, and what happened after that, and why I will never ever go on a trampoline again, but also how I got some valuable lessons on how to bounce back as well. Welcome to the Get Out Your Way podcast. I'm your host, Osman Sharif from Rapid Transformation, and I'm here to help you get unstuck so you can rapidly grow your business. As a performance coach for small business owners, I know how vital it is for you to truly embrace entrepreneurship from the inside out, which includes transforming your mindset and using strategies that really work with your unique talents, skills, and entrepreneurial superpower. So are you ready to get out your way? Then let's get started. So welcome to episode number 19 and today is going to be a bit of a different type of episode. I'm basically going to let you into what's happened in my world over the last three weeks. It's probably one of the most vulnerable and open podcast episodes I've done so far. So let me set the scene. Three weeks ago on Sunday... We were in the house and I was having just a normal weekend and my lovely wife and me were talking about, well, what should we do before going to my mum and dad's for our normal family dinner? And she suggested, let's go swimming. And I was like, nah, I didn't really fancy going swimming with the boys. And then she said, let's go shopping. And I was like, nah, let's not go shopping either. So we thought, right, we need to get the boys outside to do something And Caius actually had a pass, a summer pass for a trampoline park in one of the local kind of shopping leisure places in Glasgow. And he'd only been a couple of times and it was going to be expiring. So she's like, well, let's go to the trampoline park. And I was like, "Okay, that's doable that I could tolerate that. This is coming from the guy that doesn't like soft play or those kind of things. So off we go. We go to the trampoline park, and at this time, Aaron, our youngest son, falls asleep, so obviously we can't all go trampolining, and even he's a bit young for that anyway. So I said to my wife, well, do you know something? I'll go trampolining with Caius, you relax, go and get a cup of tea, just have a magazine and she just wanted some chilled out time so she went upstairs to the cafe bit Adam was sleeping and myself and so went to the trampoline park I have been before Kaes has had his birthday party in the trampoline place and it was all good so before you go into the trampoline park if you've ever been you basically have to sign your life away and you'll understand why in a moment so all these disclaimers and liabilities and then you have to watch a briefing video about how basically they're really dangerous and the wrong thing could basically result in injuries and even to the point of death at points. Yep. But it's funny how you read these kind of things and you don't actually think about them. Well, I didn't think about them. I just thought that's fine. It's cool. Let's watch it and let's get on. So there we go. We are bouncing away. We're having lots of fun and not even 10 minutes into it. We go to this particular park. So when I say trampoline park, it's like a big park. Soft play, but it's all filled with trampolines. And there's many of these that have kind of popped up all around the place. There's a couple in Glasgow. So, in this particular one, there's hundreds of trampolines all around. There's lots of things to be done. But there was a particular part where there was a trampoline and a basketball hoop. So, you got to pretend that you were, you know, Michael Jordan and you were slam dunking, etc. So, there I was having lots of fun. And don't worry, I'm not going to go into graphic detail here. I was bouncing up and down with my basketball, and I literally was, you know, getting pretty good in terms of the ball through the hoops. And Kais was there as well. And then he went off to, he was just about to go to a different part, and I was there. He thought, let me have another go. So there I go, bounce up, and then all of a sudden, all I hear is myself scream, probably the the top of my voice, swear, yep, I did use some kind of bad language, and... It was like my world came crashing down because what happened was I didn't realize as I was bouncing up and down that there was another stray basketball that literally was bouncing towards me and I didn't see. So as I was bouncing up in the air and then I bounced down, one of my legs or my foot literally landed on the stray basketball. My body went one way, one leg went one way, my other leg went another way and all I heard was pop. And I've never felt pain like this in my life before. But interestingly, the pain came quite sharply and suddenly after I heard the pop, but then it kind of went away. And what I realized was, I think it was my body was in shock. So to cut a long story short, what then happened was I went to, you know, got helped, helped up by the marshals, went to the first aid room, Obviously, they called an ambulance and I literally thought I had broken something, especially when I can literally put my hand in between my knee and there was a big kind of hole or a gap in there as well. So it wasn't looking good. So I didn't actually realize the severity of it at that point. I kind of thought something isn't quite right here and I'm in a lot of pain. And I did think I'd broken something. An ambulance came. If you were or are on my private, you know, Facebook friends um, page or profile. You may have had that firsthand experience because I did do a Facebook live in the ambulance. That is the power of gas and air and pain relief. That's all I'm going to say. Leave it at that. But again, that showed me that I didn't really realize the, the impact that was happening in that way. I was in a completely different kind of place at that point. And then I get to the hospital and then get checked out. And um, basically, the orthopedic Doctor said, "Yep, you have basically ruptured a tendon. Your patella. You'll need to get an operation tomorrow." And I was like, "Okay." And it wasn't just that easy, straightforward, because I don't like doing anything by halves. So it turns out that I didn't just uh, rupture one tendon. Basically, there was three things that could go wrong that are pretty horrific in your leg or your knee. And after an MRI scan, they figured that all three of those things frequently happened at that one moment. So I'd ruptured three tendons and I basically had to have pretty major surgery. And that was about two and a half weeks ago. And that's also why I will never, ever go on a trampoline again. But there's been lots of, lots of learnings and experiences over the last couple of weeks. And I want to kind of share that with you, both in terms of so that it hopefully is useful for you, but also getting to see how really it's required me to you know bounce back and not wallow, even though it has been challenging at times. And I'm going to be really honest with you about the ups and downs and the emotional roller coasters over the last couple of weeks, but also how actually what we can do that's in our control, and sometimes actually where things are not in our control, and how we have to give ourselves permission to be flexible as well. So I'm going to share with you about seven key things that I experienced over the last couple of weeks. The first being you can't plan. For everything, And that is something that's quite frustrating for me. I generally like to have a plan of action. I'm quite organized. I've got my diary filled with clients and things that I've got coming up. And when the accident happened, honestly, it was like that plan of action or the control that I had on my life and my diary was just completely taken away from me. And there was lots of uncertainty. And really, I didn't enjoy that feeling at all. So when I got told that I was to have an operation, obviously, the first thing I do was thinking about, right, what does this mean in the the short term? And looking at my diary, having to rearrange a few things and, you know, cancel. Only one or two things or, or reschedule, which is very lucky in the grand scale of things. But I really didn't like that feeling of not having things all planned out. And there was a lot of unknowns, even when I was going to get my operation. I wasn't sure. I was told initially it was going to be the next day. And then when they realized it was a bit more serious, then there was that was up in the air about, you know, when that would happen as well. And also lots of different conflicting messages around recovery times. And all of that was Really weighing on my and my mind in terms of what does that mean? You know, how do I plan for getting back into action? What do I say yes to? What do I say no to? But what I realized was that actually we need to have a degree of flexibility when it comes down to our business and our goals because you just never know what's going to happen. But also, you really can't plan for everything. And that's something that I've found, again, challenging over the last couple of weeks, having to get help and having to ask for help as well. So I'm normally uh, an independent guy that loves to kind of do my own thing. Obviously, I've got my family that I love helping and being part of just in all the domesticated things, the school drop-offs and all that stuff. But the table's completely turned, even to the point where the first couple of days after I got home having to have someone around to basically make me a cup of tea to make sure that I was able to get something to eat, for example, all those small things, honestly, um, were challenging because I actually don't like asking people for help. I would sit there and it was classic when my great friends came over um, to keep me company. And, you know, this was a good few days into it after my recovery. So I was able to get up and about at that point, even though it was quite a lot of pain. And I went and I put some fish fingers in the oven, offered him some and he was um, okay, he'd already had his lunch. The timer went off and I was getting back up and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I'm just going to go and try and make a sandwich. And he's like, this man, I'm here. Let me make this sandwich for you. It's only a fish finger sandwich. And I'm like, and I feel really guilty. I was like, okay can you put some margarine on it and some spicy sauce etc but really what I realized was I actually am probably a bit too self-reliant and you do need to ask for help especially in times when people can help you and also that they do want to help you as well and another thing that you can't plan for is things that you are super excited about so I had ordered a new car for us and it was due to be picked up, you know, two weeks ago. So I was dead excited about that. I was getting it all planned and organized. And yes, we did pick up our new car. Um, I didn't get to drive it out the show room. Um, I was hobbling around. I did go, even though that they did offer to deliver it to the house. I was like, nope, I'm not going to be defeated. I am going to go and pick it up and I'm going to be happy with a smile on my face as I watched my beautiful wife drive our car out of the showroom um, in that way. So, yep plans don't always come to life, okay? So we do have to have that flexibility. So that's number one, you know, you can't plan for everything. So that's not to be, you know, something for you to be scared of or for me to start to kind of take it to the extreme of, well, what's the point of planning? But it gives me that element of things can happen unexpectedly. So how do we have a bit of wiggle room so that you can bounce back or you can be flexible when things don't necessarily go according to plan as well? The second part is, I've never quite realized the power of language and how important language is and how impactful language is as well. So let me give you a couple of examples of how I've experienced that over the last couple of weeks. The day after my MRI scan, so this is like the second day in hospital, I had one of the knee surgeons from that hospital come to see me. And let's just say that this guy is pretty clever, but maybe not having the best um, bedside manner in terms of his language. I honestly was holding my breath for like 10 minutes as I heard him use words such as, yep, um, the MRI scan shows that it's a devastating injury here. It's a lot worse than we were expecting. You've done major trauma in your knee. I'm trying to figure out the best way to try and tackle this because we need to do potentially three things. Um, it's pretty major. I might have to cancel other operations that are already in there to try and get you in. And all these words, honestly, his language, all I was really expecting him to say for 10 minutes after 10 minutes was I honestly thought he was going to say, this man, you're not going to walk again on that leg. But really, honestly, the impact. And, you know, again, I was very emotional after that. Literally, as you left, I thought, seriously, what does this actually mean? Talk in a in a very normal human way to me. I was left with a lot of questions rather than kind of answers at that point as well. And then also when I went to go and get my, my, my dressing changed at the the GP surgery, there was a nurse and um, the nurse there. I hadn't seen her for for ages. I think I've only ever seen her once when I went and joined that surgery. She's like, oh, I checked your notes and you've done some damage to your knee. I had a friend that did this and oh, you need to watch out for You've got a long recovery ahead of you. So, I am very mindful. So even at, um, when I saw the nurse, I was very more mindful in terms of listening to what people say, taking it in one ear and just kind of letting it go out the other. Whereas when I was hearing it from the doctor the day after the MRI scan, I was more affected by it because it was like he had my life in his hands in that way as well. But my mom was with me when we actually went to see the nurse as well. And I honestly could see my mum getting pretty upset because of the way that the nurse was talking, she's like, it's a long journey ahead of you, you know. And it was all pretty doom and gloom. Whereas actually I was in a pretty upbeat mood at that point. I was seeing that progress was happening even, you know, since coming back from hospital and being in the house. So I was pretty, pretty chirpy. But this nurse and her language and her whole demeanor putting things in a bit of a dampener. And I came out and I remember seeing my mum, going, Mom, honestly, I know what the nurse said, but I'm positive. It'll be fine. Don't take on her belief or her expectation that it's going to be a long journey ahead. Obviously, I'm not being unrealistic as well. There will be challenges. I've got to do physio and, you know, I'll be in crutches for a number of weeks. But if I was to let that sink into my mind that it was going to be a long, long journey ahead, that will only negatively impact me as well. So that happens in business all the time. Think about it. You know, we have people that are very supportive around us, but there are other people that based upon their thoughts, based upon their view, they can just contaminate the way that you're showing up or how you're feeling if you're not watching out for it as well. So we do need to kind of be really mindful of what's happening. But even the words that we say to ourselves, like I said, there's been ups and downs, um, especially after the, the kind of the initial operation. There were times I would be really kind of like positive, And then the other times I'd be like, oh, I'm miserable. My legs are really, really sore. And obviously people around me are not really used to hearing me talk that way. And I was getting really annoyed with myself as well, saying, well, I shouldn't be feeling negative. You know, I know NLP. I teach people to be positive, to take control of their lives. And why am I feeling a bit down in this way as well? And again, the more and more I was thinking about, oh, this is sore or I'm in pain. Guess what happened? I'd feel more pain in that way. So again, language is so powerful. So it's about, you know, when you want to bounce back, it's about being mindful of the language that you're using. Is it working for you? Is it holding yourself back in a way as well? The third key thing is, even when things look pretty grim or not the best, there's often silver linings around it as well. And there was a number of silver linings that came about in my own experience and situation as well. So to cut a long story short on this one, after hearing the challenging news um, from the knee surgeon from this particular hospital, I didn't really have a lot of confidence, to be honest, in terms of some of his words, like I'm trying to figure out the way to, to proceed. Um, you know, I would normally do it this way, but we have to try and figure it a new way. And I was just like, okay, I don't want someone that's not really experienced to to just experiment on my knee in that way. And um, and literally, they did say to me that the potential would have to transfer me to another hospital as well, based upon the availability of the knee specialists and a lot of other logistical things. But what then ended up happening was because a surgeon was a little bit unsure, my words, or my experience from it, he then was calling around his colleagues and peers from other local hospitals. And it just so happened that I managed to get my operation then done the day afterwards by one of the top knee surgeons in Scotland. So when I then got transferred to um, a different hospital, that was also an interesting experience. I literally got put in a taxi um, yep just a normal public taxi sent to a different hospital and um, the taxi driver was not best pleased and i just kept thinking i just need to get to this other hospital because i'm getting my operation today and if they did get an ambulance for me there was a risk that if any other emergencies came up i could have missed my operation slot and literally they were fitting me in and they had to cancel another operation to basically get me in So what I think from that, what I take from that was there was a silver lining in that way because I ended up actually having the best outcome by having the surgeon when he spoke to me about it, he was more experienced, he was really confident. And even in terms of the after operation, you know, um, what he was saying was very different from what I was hearing initially. I was told, first of all, I wouldn't have any weight bearing on this knee. I wouldn't be able to move it at all for a good few weeks. But after I got the surgery, this top specialist um, surgeon said, nope, you can put weight on it he was really confident about the operation he was able to fix all three things at the one time whereas initially they thought that i would only get two of the repairs done and then i'd have to be off my feet at some point in the future so again silver linings even though it wasn't the best experience necessarily leading up to the operation it all kind of happened um, in the best way and i'm really grateful for that as well So another thing that there was a silver lining around and it kind of goes back to the the bit about you can't plan for everything. Um, You may have heard me talk about on the previous episodes the the launch of my 90-day mastermind and I was so looking forward to that. And obviously after the the accident, I did give a heads up to those that signed up to say, hey, I'm in hospital at the moment. I know we've got our kickoff event happening. It was a live event in basically a week's time it should be all right, but I'll keep you posted. And I reached out to the hotel to let them know they were really flexible and they're really good. And we basically made a decision that by Thursday, I would make a call if it was going to go ahead or not. And um, what then ended up happening was I had my operation on the Wednesday. I then got up the next day, pretty sore and everything, but I was feeling pretty confident. I thought, right, you know, it's gonna happen. So I remember picking up the phone, phoning the hotel, confirming to them, yep, we're going ahead and send me the lunch menus and book me in to stay the night before. So it would save some hassle for me to try and get there. And I was all pretty excited by it. I just thought it's gonna happen. man, use your positive mental attitude to make it happen. And then a couple of hours afterwards, I got the um, physio that came to basically get me on my feet. And I kid you not, I have never felt pain like this in my life before. Even just trying to walk, I think it was about three steps, I, it was, it felt impossible to me at that point. And I know nothing is impossible, but at that point, it felt like I was having to learn to walk again and the pain was just through the roof. And I just remember thinking, if I can't even move and walk these three steps, how am I even going to deliver this mastermind and get to the hotel? And, you know, and all this was going through my head. So at that point, I kind of had to sit down and after the physio left and think, okay, yes, man, there is um, being positive, but there's also being delusional as well. So I phoned back to the hotel, and I was just like, it's absolutely not going to happen. Um, I'll put too much pressure on myself. I can barely even walk. And what I didn't realize was the amount of local painkillers and anesthetic that was in my leg up until that point, it started to wear away. So that's why the pain was basically going through the roof for me. But what ended up happening was I was a bit deflated, obviously, because I thought, you know, I've set this up. I was so excited about the 90 day mastermind. And um, I was having conversations with different people whilst in hospital and one of my good friends who is also going to actually be in the mastermind that she signed up for, um, she's like, well, why don't we just do it differently? And I was like, okay. so she gave me the idea instead of us having the the live event, why don't we just do the kickoff event through the power of video Zoom calls, which I use all the time. And we could still talk about our 90 day goals. We get to know each other and then we do the the live event afterwards. So I made that decision. I called the hotel to say I'm not going to do it, but we're going to do the live event in a month time contacted the the people in the group and explained and they were absolutely supportive they all said to me this oh, man let's even just cancel it let's postpone it but in my mind it was so important for me to do it if I hadn't launched it it would have felt like this was having a major impact on my life and just would have actually got me even in a kind of a more of a negative state i would say so the reason why i say that for is because there's a silver lining we did kick off that live event i sat on my sofa for four hours and we delivered that it was powerful it was great for them to get to know each other to have the clarity of what they are working towards and you know something I'm so glad we did it that way because now when we've got the mastermind meeting up and that's going to be in a month's time. The relationship that they all have with each other, they've been on calls with each other, they've got to know each other. I know that they're going to have so much more powerful interactions because of that experience as well. So there's definitely a silver lining In that, and going forward, it may even be the way that I plan it for the future masterminds as well, in terms of having the live event during the 90 days and not necessarily at the start. So, why am I sharing that with you? Because even when things look doom and gloom or that they look like it's all falling apart, there actually can be silver linings, especially if we can look for them and that can help us bounce back. The other thing that is a big learning for me is, and I know, and I've talked about this before in previous podcasts. Is when there's indecision happening, it can actually cause so much more energy zappingness from you. I don't even know if that's a word, but it could drain your energy um, when you haven't made a decision. And as I looked at my diary, there was a lot of things I made quick decisions around in terms of, you know, am I going to go and deliver that event? Can I get somebody else to do this? Um, and I was very fortunate that there was not a, a massive amounts that I had to physically reschedule or cancel, but there was one event. That as I was going in the ambulance, I had in the back of my mind thinking, if I have broken something, what does that mean for a very special trip that I had booked in um, October? And that's for my best friend's um, birthday. We've always talked about when he turns 30 that we were going to go to Las Vegas. I've been talking about it for years with my wife. So earlier this year, when I mentioned, I was like, oh, can you believe it's going to be his 30th? And she's like, oh. Basically, what that means is you're booking up for Vegas. And I was like, yes. So I met up with Graham and the other guys that were going even... I think it was only a couple of weeks ago before the accident. And we were dead excited about it. I even met up with Graham the day before the accident. And we were chatting about it, getting really excited. Um, but obviously, I thought as soon as the accident happened, I'm in an ambulance thinking hmm, is this going to happen? So I didn't make a big song and dance about it, but typically I'd ask, you know, the the nurses or the doctors about, well, what does this mean in terms of getting on my feet? And they all were giving me different answers about, you know, what the likelihood would be. And I mentioned it to a couple the physio. I said, well, you know, in, in about six weeks time, I've got a, a week's holiday to Vegas and I could just see from her face, she was like, eh, not likely, but then I'd speak to the surgeon and he's like, well, you know, I'm confident that you will well be able to to walk, but it might mean that you're not going to be you know, able to dance a lot or walk a lot in Vegas, but it's maybe still a possibility for you to get there. But this one thing, so even when I came back home and I was looking at my diary and thinking about the weeks ahead. It was this one thing, and it sounds a bit trivial, but it was important. Um, It just felt like it was unknown because a decision hadn't been made or I was waiting for other people to make a decision or to tell me if I could go or not. And then I decided that I had to make that decision. And again, this was a bit challenging for me because I thought, well, if I make a decision to not go, does that mean that I'm not being positive? I'm not having, you know, a positive mental attitude or am I actually being delusional if I decide or try and keep hold of that, that glimmer of hope that, yep, I will be going to Las Vegas. So when I actually thought back about it, I thought, why am I going to Vegas? It was to go and have fun, have a party. I've been to Vegas before. So I thought about what I wanted to have from that holiday. What was in my mind? What success looked like in my mind? And what I realized was even if I was to get there and even between now and then, if the recovery went really well, It really wouldn't be the type of holiday that I had in my mind or what I wanted. I'd probably still be in crutches. I know the scale of Las Vegas in terms of even walking from your hotel room to the lobby could take about 20 minutes. And, you know, I just thought this is not going to be the holiday that I actually want in that way. So I made that decision in terms of I am not going on holiday. And I spoke to my friends about it and they were completely supportive But the key thing for me is once I made the decision, it felt really good because I thought, right, I don't have to worry about that. And I could just concentrate on what really is important to me and get focused on the recovery. And that was something that wasn't kind of a great area anymore. A decision was made and also felt satisfying that I made the decision as well. And again, even since then, there's been great opportunities that have been coming my way where, you know, over the first couple of seconds when I read it, I think, oh, that sounds great. I had a great opportunity to go and deliver a full day workshop for an amazing client that I would have jumped at, but it would have meant I would have to go to Prague for for a day of delivery on my feet, a day before to travel, etc. And that was in about three weeks time. And I just thought, no, absolutely not. I mean there's more important things in that and that will happen again, I'm sure as well. So I've just had to learn that instead of just letting decisions or indecisions just fester, the quicker you can make a decision, the better it is for your sanity, for you to plan and also to stop having those open loops or the, the what ifs in that way. And again, it goes back to the whole, only you can decide what's realistic versus being, you know, positive mental, thinking or being delusional as well so again even when i went to see that nurse and remember language is important i had made the decision not to go i think um, i mentioned something about vegas and she's like you are not going you are at massive risk of deep vein thrombosis it's completely out of the question but that would have actually got me probably on a bit of a bummer or a, on a low point if I was still kind of holding on to that hope. But because I made the decision beforehand, I actually was like, yeah, I already decided that I know I'm not going as well. So it didn't impact me in a negative way as well. So what else? What other things can you help yourself do when you have to bounce back? For me, another big thing has been gratitude and being really, really thankful. You know, if I actually look at I've been back at work pretty much um, since the week after am coming back from hospital. And I'm really lucky that a lot of my work is done through the world of technology. So virtual training courses, virtual coaching calls, and I've got a great home office. So even though I've got an amazing office in the city centre that I've not now been in for weeks and weeks, I am absolutely grateful. The, the way that I've created my business, the way I've designed it still allows me to actually keep active. Because if I was sitting around not working, honestly, I would be miserable. But I love the fact that I have been able to plug in, work with my clients, deliver great training courses. And that's kept me on that positive road of recovery as well. And if I think back to even in my earlier career, where I was out there delivering NLP training courses up and down the country, that would have been a big, bigger challenge or an issue for me, if I had, um, you know, still had that kind of business model as well, so I'm very, very grateful in terms of the way that I've designed things, and it's also really helped me basically think about the future in terms of how do I make sure that I do build and continue to build my business in a way that there can be a flexibility that can allow me to to still be able to work if things change or um, if anything was to happen in the the foreseeable future knocking a wood here but it just gives me an element in terms of to make sure that I'm not um, at risk in that way as well but also makes me realize how much I take for granted even just the simple things like standing up and going getting a cup of coffee or jumping out and jumping in the car and so yeah it's definitely made me realize with having a lot of gratitude how we often could take things for granted in that way as well. So I think I've got definitely got a new appreciation in terms of even being able to walk and not have pain. And, you know, I absolutely cannot wait till I'm back on my feet and going for nice walks and just getting out, out of the house will definitely be um, a great plus point as well. Another key thing is that you actually have to put yourself first as well. And that's kind of what I realized again about bouncing back as well. So there were a couple of moments where I had to make some decisions. You may have guessed if you are a kind of an avid listener of this podcast, that something wasn't quite right when there were two weeks that went by that I didn't publish a podcast episode. And that was not an easy decision for me. I actually asked my wife to bring my laptop into the hospital Um, the day before my surgery when I was still in pain because I thought right I, I had an episode that I had recorded an interview and I thought I can listen through it I can do a bit of an edit on it and I was starting to do it whilst you know going through the pain barrier and I just was knackered and I was just like no I just can't do it and then I thought I'll do it after the operation but really I then had to make a decision to go seriously why am I stressing about it yes I'm all about consistency yes there's valuable lessons in there in terms of have more episodes in the can and planned yes I actually get you know my podcast editor to do a lot more of the the podcast um, editing so that they could do the show notes etc as well so it takes a reliance off me but it made me realize that actually does it really matter if I don't publish that podcast that week no it doesn't so would I disappoint anybody? Yes, I'm sure there might have been hopefully a couple of people that were thinking, oh, he's not published a podcast. But in the grand scale of things, is it because I was being lazy? Is it because I just couldn't be bothered? Not at all. So actually, I had to realize it's okay to put yourself first. And that also means even, you know, when I've been tired, I I was saying to the nurse, I was like, my legs... Injured, obviously, and recovering. But why is it that there's times I feel knackered? And she's like, "This well, man, you've literally had major surgery on your knee and your leg. It's going to take some time, as is, you know, her positive language, obviously. Um, so you will be tired. Your body is basically repairing itself. It's kind of, you know, trying to kind of get yourself back. So you need to make sure that you're listening to your body. And so if you are feeling tired, it's okay to have a nap. And then she'd encourage me to kind of slow down as well. And again, that's where I really had to kind of pull my socks up as well because like I say there have been ups and downs I remember I felt really positive and I was like yep things are going to be going well I thought I was overachieving even on my recovery up until that point I was feeling a bit hot at points and my leg was feeling a bit warm so I thought I better go and get it checked out and went to go and see my GP who saw it and she's like oh no 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 you need to go to the hospital I think you've got an infection and that was um like the Friday after coming out of the hospital And again, I remember coming home before going to the hospital and I was a bit deflated, honestly. I thought, seriously, this is a setback and, you know, lucky. And I'm, you know, so glad that when I went and got blood tests, et cetera, I wasn't wasn't anything to be worried about. There wasn't an infection, but they said I was so sensible to go and get it checked in that way. But it just goes to show that even though it was potentially a little setback, Um, I still had to put myself first and actually just go, no matter what happens, it's fine. So again, another key lesson, put yourself first. And this takes me on to the final part as well, where I have got a completely new appreciation in terms of just how important health is because even though it is just my leg that is basically in a leg cast at the moment or a brace, so I can't actually kind of move around too easily. Um, I can only move it to a certain angle and I've got my crutches. But honestly, without our health, we have nothing. So even when it comes down to my, my business and my goals, and I'll always still be working hard, striving for, you know, more, but being realistic with it as well, um, pushing myself out of my comfort zone. But honestly, I'm definitely not going to do that at the sacrifice of my health because there's absolutely is no point. So I actually cannot wait. (laughs) Um, As you may have heard from even the, the previous podcast episodes about, you know, hiking up your business. Can't wait till I actually can get out there and get walking more. Obviously, I'm going to be sensible. But even just in terms of the road of recovery in terms of, you know, physio and I just basically want to put my health completely first um, to get my leg better, but also to be in as much optimal health as I possibly can be afterwards as well. So um, my my gym costume might not be called a gym costume. Much longer because, you know, it was called the costume because it felt like I was, you know, putting on a costume because going to the gym wasn't really my thing in that way. Um, It might still not be going to the gym, but it might be um, trying to find that thing that will help me to basically get healthy and fit. But I definitely know something for sure. It will not involve going on trampolines at all. So I hope you have got something from that episode and um, thank you for letting me share the ups and the downs on how to bounce back. I am in a very positive place. I had a great weekend. I was going a bit um, stir crazy. I was dying for a proper decent coffee. Um, and my, my friend came and rescued me on Friday night, took me for a drive to the local Starbucks. And no, you might not think that's a proper coffee, but that's what I was craving for. Um, I had a lovely conversation it was nice to be outside and then we went for a nice long drive and I just basically got to see what was out there in the real world and then had an amazing weekend took the boys out to meet cousins and little kids we went to a soft play and it was the first time I actually really enjoyed and I was the one that suggested going to a soft play as well, so that was great. And then I also had a, a nice date with my wife. We went to the cinema. Thankfully, we've got an amazing cinema in Glasgow, which has got reclining seats that made life a little bit easier, apart from when I needed to go to the toilet during um, the, the the movie, and it literally took me 10 minutes to, you know hobble all the way to the toilet and, and back so it just shows how much I take for granted before but definitely I remember seeing to my wife last night that the start of the new week again not being stupid uh, putting myself at risk but I felt like uh, that's me out of that funk of you know not being well in that way and it's a new week and I'm at home, I'm in my home office and enough of sitting watching movies and recuperating in that way, just get on with things. So I've had amazing clients this morning, delivered an amazing training course, got a, a new client that's working with me as well. And the funny thing is we are working Together for her next session the week I was meant to be in Las Vegas. So it just goes to show when you make decisions, you can open yourself up for more opportunities as well. So I look forward to hearing how you have had to help yourself at points bounce back. Um, I really hope it's not been due to something horrific like an accident. um, Or please, please again, be mindful if you ever go and do something such as a hazardous sport such as trampolining. That's my my warning to you. And um, I hope again you've taken some great insights or something from this episode that'll help you currently or in the future should you ever need to bounce back for whatever reason and I look forward to sharing even more with you on the next podcast episode so until then have fun make sure that you enjoy walking around if you can and um, and take a few steps from me bye for now If you feel like you're still just scratching the surface and growing your business, and even with all the action that you're taking, you still regularly feel stuck or frustrated, then the chances are you're hitting one of the three business growth blocks that many entrepreneurs and business owners face. But don't worry, you can rapidly transform that from today. Simply start by taking my free business growth block quiz to see if your design, mindset and strategies are currently working for you or against you. Your results will help you put your finger on the elements that need your immediate focus. Plus, you'll also get access to a short video series with lots of practical ways to either fine-tune or overhaul each of these essential foundations. Take the free quiz now over at rapidtransformation.co.uk slash quiz.